Happy Easter, and congratulations to you and to all of us. I say congratulations because we have gathered together here tonight in person and in prayer at the culmination of our journey through Holy Week and these three days of the Paschal Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. Congratulations to us for our celebration of this revealing and significant liturgy, the Great Vigil. We've covered a lot of ground in the last few minutes in time and space and our understanding of salvation history. We are thankful for such a review of our long history with God. This is a complicated liturgy to put together. So thanks and congratulations are due to the clergy, in particular to Deacon Fina for singing the Exalted, for the readers, the music, the candle holders, the acolytes and ushers and assistants and altar guild, and especially to Father Stephen and the Incarnation staff. As I said, this is not an easy service to manage. Ask me sometime or ask the Reverend Gail Caffarata about the same service we did in this same place 20 years ago, our own little salvation history. Some of you might remember, but that's another story. It's a long way from the Garden of Eden to Santa Rosa, California, but here we are. To be, to be specific, we are here having traveled through 2,000 years of our Jewish heritage with God in tonight's readings from Holy Scripture, from the Tigris-Euphrates down to the Nile and back to the Jordan. And we've been reminded of another 2,000 years of a developing Christianity reflected in our hymns and prayers and liturgies. From the Jordan to the Tiber, to the Thames, to the Mississippi, and finally to the Russian River. We've also traveled through many years of our own individual lives as Christians, and now we are nearing the ultimate triumph of our bonding with God through Christ, through Christ's death and resurrection. We have been reminded of the creation, the flood, the exodus, the passion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and our own salvation. We have repeated our baptismal vows and are about to share in Holy Communion. And we give thanks to God, who lives outside of time, that we are able to welcome all of these stories and events into this present moment for worship. We have traveled in time to be with Adam and Eve and Noah and Moses and with Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James early that first Easter morning. All these stories and happenings are full of death and life, or to be more accurate, life, then death, then life again. That cycle is our history with God and is also our present reality. We are all too aware of sadness and suffering in history and in our own lives, especially when pandemics or wars overtake cultures and nations, bringing death and destruction to God's people. But thanks to our God, we, are also know, we also know that death is not the end, that there is an eternal peace in our future. All thanks to the atoning death 
and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. We are all too aware of sadness and suffering in history and in our lives, especially when pandemics or wars overtake cultures and nations, bringing death and destruction to God's people. But thanks to our God, we also know that death is not the end, that there is an eternal peace in our future, all thanks to the atoning death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is why we are gathered here tonight, to celebrate our salvation, to rejoice with each other, and as the exalted announced, to rejoice now all the round earth. Rejoice and be glad now, Mother Church, because this is the night that Christ broke the bonds of death and hell when wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away. Death goes only so far. Life in Christ is eternal. Look around you. Look around at those in your pews with you. We are the gifted. Yes, each of us will die, but we will live beyond our own deaths. Look again around the church. Think of all the people who have worshipped here, especially those in the columbarium, our ancestors and friends. They all died, but are now alive in Christ. Look farther out in a way to all the people of the world who have died and are dying as we speak from old age, disease, and sadly, from wars. Those dying in Ukraine will live again and somehow beyond our understanding except by faith alone in Christ's forgiveness, so will those who are due the killing. We are all weak, but God is all merciful. Despite the dead and the dying we see on TV, God will save them, comfort them, honor them, and love them. That is the gift of God through Christ's death and resurrection. We are all saved. Death has been defeated through Christ. So we came here tonight to worship and give thanks, and I believe that God is pleased. Our task now is to worship the God who loves us so unconditionally. Our response to that love is to love one another as Jesus commanded his disciples to do on Monday Thursday, the new commandment, love one another. Our response is to remember the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross for our sins as we commemorated on Good Friday. Our response is to remember the silence and emptiness we experienced on Holy Saturday. Tombs are scary. Our response is to keep the promises we made in the recitation of the baptismal covenant. Our response is to accept and welcome with grateful hearts the body and blood of our Savior in the Holy Communion we are about to receive. Our response is to be fully present here tonight with each other and with God and be fully aware of the great gift of life we have been given by God through Christ. Our response is to rejoice and say and sing hallelujah in answer to all of God's blessings 
and especially when we are gathered together as we are tonight to worship our generous God. And finally, our response is to say, Amen.